yourself <laughs> huh siblings babysitting work oh i thought you had your hand up did you okay not making the food you make inedible okay so making the food edible very good okay maybe anyone ever been a captain on your sports team maybe at student council or something like that been in charge of some or school project hey so let's Here's what I want everyone to do. I'm not singling anybody out, but I would like everybody's phones in their pockets. I will give you three seconds for everyone in the room to put phones in their pockets. I'm singling nobody out. I'm embarrassing nobody. I'm not taking them. Okay, awesome. That's it. I will now single you out if I see your cell phone. Okay. Cool. So I actually was in charge of something one time. Uh... What was I doing? I already forgot my story. Oh, okay. So I, ha I was tasked with painting an entire house. I had two days to do it. I had to paint a whole house. So I decided I didn't want to do it by myself. So I enlisted the help of my brother and his friend. So I was getting paid $300. So I told them, if you help me, I'll pay you each 100 bucks. So I figured, hey, I'm getting 100 bucks. That's pretty great. I'm painting a house. So I asked them to help me. Turns out these guys are really not great workers. <laughs> I had to keep telling them, I had to keep motivating them, and the house was trash, so we kind of had to clean it and paint it. And then they kept going like, oh, we want to go to Dunkin' Donuts. So I'm like, all right, so we go to Dunkin' Donuts, we come back. I'm like, come on, keep working. And then like an hour later, they're like, let's go back to Dunkin' Donuts. I'm like, guys, come on. Okay, so at the end, I got the 300 bucks from the boss. The boss tells me, he's like, Matt, here's the deal. I thought you were going to be the only person to do it. I was going to pay you 300 bucks, but you enlisted help. So that's what, it's, that's what it is being a manager. You decide, you pay them what you think they earned. And I was like, wait a minute. I wish I knew that ahead of time because I already told them I'd give them 100 bucks. Like, they did not earn 100 bucks, these guys. Like, I was in charge. I was motivating them. It was my responsibility. At best, they earned 60 bucks. I mean, really, probably only earned like 30 bucks. So he's like, well, Matt, that's being a manager. You got to decide. You pay them what they deserve. And I was like, <laughs> so I go to my brother and his friend, and I'm like, guys, I just want to let you know, the boss told me that I should pay you what you deserve, and I don't even know if you deserve 40 bucks. And they start whining, oh, but come on, we were there like the whole day. Like, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, all right, I told you I'd give you 100 bucks, so I'm giving you 100 bucks, but I just want you to know, you did not deserve this. And they were like, we don't care. <laughs> they just got 100 bucks. So that was the time that I was in charge, and that was definitely a learning experience for me. But maybe you're, maybe you've been in charge of something. Maybe you haven't. Maybe you just went on your phone. You told Siri to call you boss. So you're like, at least somebody like thinks you're the boss, right? But I think if we're being honest, all of us would love at least the chance to be in charge or something like that, to, to be able to call the shots, right? It'd be kind of nice if we could do that. Whether you're the boss right now or you're not the boss, we have all had bosses, right? If you've got a job, if you work, you've got a boss. If you if you play any sports, right, you've got a boss. If you, uh, if you sit in class, you've got a boss. Even when you're at home, you've got a boss, right? Like our teachers and our coaches, managers at works, and yeah, even our parents, all of them count as like bosses. They're like authority figures 
in our life, and they're over us. And the thing about authority figures is that sometimes they can, like, frustrate us, right? Have you ever felt frustrated with a boss or an authority figure in your life before? Maybe you feel like that's just what it's like to be a teenager, like parents, coaches, teachers just get on your nerves, and that's kind of what it's like to be a teenager. Okay, we put our hands, maybe you can put your hands in your pockets too if if that's going to help you out, okay? Awesome. So sometimes they can frustrate us, but here's the thing. It's not just being a teenager. It's not just kind of the age that you're at or something. Having bosses over you and sometimes getting frustrated with them, that's kind of part of life. That's kind of being a human. At all points, we're going to have somebody over us. All of us wish that we were kind of sitting in the boss's chair, right? That's what I got up here. We got a boss. We got a little lowly non-boss, okay? So this is like us, the peasants, and then there's all the bosses. (laughs) All of us wish we were sitting in the big red chair, calling the shots, saying what was up, right? And uh, it'd be cool. It'd be cool if that was us, but we don't always have that opportunity. It's kind of weird because the rest of your life, we'll have bosses over us, and maybe you'll have a chance to be a boss too. So it's not like a new thing, but as you get older, sometimes having a boss over you, having an authority figure over you, frustrates you. And it can frustrate you like even though it's not a new thing, even though all of us now, we all have teachers, we all have parents or somebody in our life who's an authority type figure. And here's why I think it can get frustrating. And it's this idea. It's what I want to talk about tonight. The idea that what what can become frustrating, why we, we feel like we can sit in that chair because we feel like, you know what? If I was the boss, I could do a better job. You know what? My mom tells me she's, she wants me to do this. She's asking me why I'm doing my homework yet. Well, I know what's going on. I could do, I, I'm, I should be the boss. If I could do the boss, if I was the boss, I could do it better. And I'm not bringing that up to say that you're wrong. You know, because sometimes, actually, that's the case. Sometimes it may be true. It may be true on your sports team, your coach is not giving you enough playing time. He's the boss. You got to listen to him. And you're like, coach, come on. Like, if, I w- if you put me in, I would do better. Maybe that's true. I'm not saying that if you feel that way, that's wrong. I'm saying it's normal, but I think that that can lead to some frustration when you feel like, man, my coach just won't put me in. Man, my teacher just keeps giving me more homework, right? We get upset with our authority, and when we get frustrated, it can lead us to do some things that aren't really great, right? Sometimes when, when we're getting frustrated with the big red chair, sometimes we may want to challenge it. We want to challenge authority. It's like our job to say, hey, that person shouldn't be in charge. You try to make a case like, I shouldn't have to listen to them because they don't know what's going on. Like we like challenge, we challenge the authority. Sometimes out of that frustration, we can ignore authority. We could be like, you know what? I don't really make a big deal about it, but I'm just gonna low key kind of like not listen to anything they say. They're gonna be like, hey, everybody, come on, sit down. Let's let's start this. You're gonna be like, I'm just not gonna do that. I'm not gonna say anything. And we ignore authority because like it's frustrating. Like I th- man, if I was in charge, this is what I would do. So we can challenge authority. We could ignore it or. Maybe we rebel against authority. Like, we don't just kind of low-key ignore it. We actually go against it. Like, when the teacher says, hey, everybody sit down, you, like, stand up. You're like, nuh-uh. Like, you have to do the opposite. She's like, hey, everybody stand up. You're like, nope, going to sit down. I'm going to stare you right in the face. Like, okay. Like, right? So that's what happens sometimes when we feel frustrated with who's sitting in the chair. We feel like, man, I could do a better job. Man, I know my life. I know what I'm dealing with. If I was in charge, I would just do this. Sometimes you can feel like, man, if I was the teacher, you know what I would do? I would just do this. If I was the coach, well, then I would do this. If my mom knew this, then I would, I would do this if I was her. And so no matter what we do, we think we know what's best because it's our life. And, uh, but I think most of us, we've been here before. 
you, you probably know what it's like when you go against authority, when you challenge, ignore, or rebel against authority. Does it usually, like, help you or hurt you? What does it usually do? 50-50? Okay, what do you say? Help or hurt? I would say a lot of the times when we challenge authority, we don't really gain any type of freedom. Usually, if anything, we kind of lose some freedom. We're like, you know what? Well, now you can't do that. Or we don't really gain any respect. Sometimes we lose respect like when we do that. So it can be frustrating. And so here's what I want to do today. I want to read one verse from the book of Hebrews. It's in the New Testament. It's a letter uh, that was written. And here's what's actually kind of interesting about this letter. We don't know who wrote it. Uh, all the other books of the Bible, all the New Testament letters, we know who wrote them. We know where they came from. This is the one that people aren't totally sure, but it was written to a group of Jewish Christians, like Jewish believers. So they they had grown up believing in like all the Jewish customs and the Jewish laws. If, if anybody here is Jewish or you, know, you have a friend that's Jewish, like they celebrate certain holidays and you can't eat certain foods. So these people grew up kind of believing that type of way, but now they believe in Jesus. So they're starting a totally new way of life. And in this chapter, Hebrews 13, it's talking about how do you manage relationships? How, when you have people who are under you, like in authority, and you have people who are over you in authority, how should I act with those people? How should I treat them? And that's kind of what this verse is talking about. So I want to read it. It's uh, Hebrews 13, verse 7. Uh, sorry, 13, verse 17. It's going to be on the screen. You're going to see it on the screen. This is the NLT. I'm reading it from the NIV. Or I'll just, I'll read it from the NLT. Here's what it says. Hebrews 13, 17. Obey your spiritual leaders and do what they say. Their work is to watch over your souls, and they are accountable to God. Give them reason to do this with joy and not with sorrow. That would certainly not be for your benefit. Now, it says spiritual leaders. That's like one of the few translations that say it in the NIV. If you read another translation, it'll just say, um, it actually says this, have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority. That's what it says. So it's not just spiritual that they kind of put that in that translation. Have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority. Have confidence. You guys, is everybody okay? Are you, are you tracking with me or is this like totally like nobody cares about what I'm talking about right now? Okay, cool. So yeah, have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority. Having, so that's kind of simple. Have confidence. Like, but did you know that having confidence in somebody, that's a choice that you can make. It's kind of like, it's kind of like believing the best in somebody. Even if Whoever's over you, your authority, your coach or your parent, your teacher, maybe it's a small group leader, even if you don't like what their idea is or you don't agree, you, maybe you think there's a better idea and you may be right, when it, says, uh, when it says have confidence in them, what it's saying is kind of like believe the best in them. You have a choice. You can believe that like, well, even though I disagree with this idea or I don't like what they're asking me to do, I'm going to believe that they're not trying to ruin my life. They're not, they're, they actually have the best for me. Like, they have good intentions. If, they're, if the coach is asking me to sit out, it's not because he hates me. It's probably because he has good intentions. Like, that's a choice that you can make to believe the best in people, that even if it's at youth group or it's at home with your parents or saying, hey, I don't want you to play video games until you're done with your homework. Hey, I don't want you going out to that party. Like, you know, maybe, oh, mom, why are you trying to ruin my life? But this verse is saying, well, you can have confidence. You can choose to believe the best in your parents. Your parents aren't trying to, like, necessarily ruin your life. Maybe they're, they have good intentions, even if maybe you don't think that that's the right decision right now. And then uh, it says, yeah, to submit to your authorities. Submit is kind of another way of saying accept. It's saying accept that fact. The challenge is it's hard that, like, 
man, there's authority figures in our life. I don't always agree with them. But it's saying, look, you can have confidence, believe the best in them, and then also submit to them, like, accept that that's kind of the situation. Like, right now, they're the person who's over you, and, and some, they're the boss, and we're not. And obviously, that's a lot easier said than done, right? Anyone else like, yeah, no problem. I just accept, like, the boss of my life, and I do whatever they say, right? That's, like, not really that easy to do all the time. If you ever uh, hung out with little kids, anyone have, like, a little kid, like, sibling, like, really young siblings, right? One time, I was a substitute teacher for first grade. Did I ever tell you this? Oh, my gosh. I was a substitute teacher for first grade, and I realized that I'm really not good with little kids because they're crazy, right? You know, when they don't want to listen to you, what do they do? They, like, scream and they cry and they, like, kick things, right? So I'm the substitute, and I'm like, hey, like, we got to do a test. I'm like, all right, everybody, like, sit down. We're taking a test. Be quiet. No talking, right? What are they doing? They're all getting up out of their chair. They're walking around. I'm like, can you please? They're not even cheating. They're just, they're just like, they're just like doing whatever they're doing in first grade. I'm like, can you please sit down? Can you please sit down? They're like, well, but this one guy was like, do you have a tissue? He's like picking his nose. I'm like, dude, seriously, like sit down. So like finally, I thought maybe I could like play into this like you know maybe if I like give them a little, they'll like give back. So I was like, all right, guys, we're gonna have a snowball fight. So I took everybody out of their seats. And they crumbled up paper and threw it at each other. I'm like, one, two, three, go. And, like, we had this huge snowball fight of paper, and uh, it didn't work. It didn't make anything better. <laughs> like, the principal came in and was like, what's going on? She, like, made them all sit down. They were like, Mr. Jones, we are so sorry that they are treating you this way. I'm like, it's okay. So later, they actually, they had the entire class write an apology letter to me. Like, they each wrote apologies. And then a lot of them, like, drew pictures of, like, it was, like, me and Mr. Jones, like, holding hands and stuff. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I hate children, so anyway, so I would way rather be with you guys, but the point is this, that little kids, when they don't want to listen, that's how they act, right, they get all crazy, they like start screaming, they kick things, right, and now we don't do that if an authority, if a coach or a parent or a teacher, if they're like, hey, can you please do this, and you don't want to do it, we don't do that on the outside, but on the inside, we can feel that way, right, we can feel like, man, I don't want to do that, that's stupid, I don't listen, like, man, I have a better idea, why are you asking me to do that, sometimes we can feel that way, and so, uh, so, yeah, so like I said, sometimes we, we can uh, feel that way. But here's, uh, here's what else that verse says, right? It says um, that our authority, they keep watch over you as those who must give an account. They keep watch over you as those who must give an account. So in other words, the boss in your life or the bosses in your life, they're not the top of the food chain. It doesn't end with them. A lot of times when we feel like, like, even in that first grade class, we're like, Mr. Jones, he's asking me to sit down. I don't want to do this. Like, well, it's not because I'm just some jerk. It's like because, well, I have a boss, the teacher who hired me to be the substitute. She told me I, gotta get, I have to have these kids take a test. Like, I've got a boss. And then that teacher, she's got a boss, right? Think about it. Like, your teachers have a boss. It's the principal. And the principal has a boss. It's like the parents and, like, the school board and the superintendent. They've got a job to do. Your coaches have a boss, right? Even your manager at work, they've got a boss that they answer to. Even your parents kind of have a boss, like in the other parents around them, and their the government kind of is like their boss. Like everybody has another boss that they're like held accountable to, and ultimately, the ultimate person that holds them accountable is God. God is the ultimate person who holds them accountable. And I just want to say this: this verse isn't saying do whatever somebody older than you tells you to do. There, I'm not saying there's. This, I don't think this is everybody here, but some people, maybe you've been hurt in the past by somebody who is in authority. Maybe they said something wrong to you or they told you to do something that was wrong, and that's not okay. The Bible's not saying, hey, just listen to whatever anyone tells you and you have to do it. That's, that, that's not what it's saying. It's saying that 
anyone in authority has to give an account for their actions. So if you've been wronged by somebody, by an authority figure or something like that, they're going to give an account to God. God knows what you are dealing with, and it's okay to reach out to another authority figure. It's okay to tell your small group leader or to tell a pastor or tell your parents, like, hey, man, I'm dealing with this. Like, somebody asked me to do this. Like, I'm not okay with that, or I think it's bad. And so it's not saying that's not saying, oh, well, you know what? Just, just do whatever they tell you. Do whatever the boss says. That's not what it's saying. It's saying, man, they, have, they even have to answer to God, and God knows what you're dealing with. So anyway, here, let's just kind of summarize what, what we're saying here. Your authority, your boss, they've got a boss. Everybody, the ultimate boss is God. God knows what's going on. God sees what you're dealing with. God is looking out for your best interest. And so he's saying, hey, I want you to think the same way. And if there are bosses over you that are doing stuff that's like not the best, we'll kind of talk about that a little bit next week if you have a bad boss in your life. It doesn't mean you have to do what they, uh, it doesn't mean you have to try to fix them. That's kind of God's job. And uh, here's what it says at the end of the verse, 17. Do this so that their work will be a joy, not a burden, for that would be of no benefit to you. Do this so that their authority will be a joy, not a burden, for that would be of no benefit to you. It's saying this. It's saying that, um, it's saying that when you listen to authority, it's not just it's not just because you're supposed to. Like, why do you listen to your parents? Why do you listen to your teachers? Well, I'm supposed to. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But it's more than that. It says it's going to benefit you if you listen. When you listen, it helps you. Your life is better. I mean, think about this, right? When you, like, fight with your parents, do they give you more freedom or less freedom? They give you less. Depends. Guess depends on what you're talking about. When you honor and respect your parents, even when you disagree, do they give you more freedom or less freedom? Depends on what you're talking about. A lot of times, that's what's going to give you respect, even when you don't want to do something. When you respect authority, when you respect your coach or you respect your teacher, that's going to earn you points with them. So your life, it's a little bit better when you honor them, even if they're not always telling you the right thing, even if maybe you could do a better job in that big red chair, Sometimes it's better when you just honor the boss. And so how do we honor our bosses? This is, we're kind of wrapping up right here. We're kind of finishing out. First, it's like this. Does anyone know what honor means? Honor? Respect. Like kind of respect them? Yeah, respect. That's a great way to put it. So if we want to honor the bosses in our life, we have to respect them. doesn't mean that you have to agree with them. It means you're respecting them. It means, like this verse says, right, that we're going to accept, hey, well, you know what? You're the one sitting in the red chair. I'm not right now. Maybe I disagree with you. Maybe I don't think that's a great idea. But I'm still going to respect you. I'm still going to accept that, hey, you're the boss, and I'm going to respect you. And the other thing is this. I want you to identify who are some authority figures in your life, who are some people that you kind of need to listen to, maybe your parents, your coaches, your pastors, your small group leaders. Those are people you have to listen to. Identify, man, who's... Who's easy for me to listen to? Who do I enjoy being around? Who are some cool authority figures? I think they're awesome. Why don't you, like, take some notes and be like, man, what makes them cool? How can that help my life? And then for the authority figures that are like, man, I don't really like them as a boss. I, don't, I think they're kind of annoying. Like, you can identify that and say, man, let me try to put this verse into practice. And here's the last thing I'm going to say. We're kind of wrapping up. The last thing I'm saying is this. The way to put it into practice, like, man, if you want to respect, if you want to show respect to those over you, even if you disagree, 
You need to say something, and you need to do something. Say something means this. Say something. Say something respectful. If it's your teacher, be like, say something nice to them. Be like, hey, thank you for being here every week or whatever. Say, say something that would show respect. I don't know what that looks like for you. I don't, I'm not going to try to come up with examples. Just whatever. Say something that's going to show some respect. And sometimes when you don't say anything, they can still receive a message, you know what I'm saying? Like your nonverbal communication when, you're, when your teacher's like, and uh, this quiz, you have a pop quiz tomorrow. And you're like, oh, like when you do that, you didn't say anything, but you kind of like said something. So, so say something with your body language, say something with your words that would be respectful. Say something and do something, be, do something. So when your teacher or when your coach or if a small group leader, whoever, asks you to do something, even if you don't want to do it, do it for them. That's a way to show respect. Katrina's walkway point last week, I loved it. Does anyone remember what it was last week? It's on Instagram? <laughs> Katrina's walkway point last, last week was act with your attitude. And so you have an opportunity to act with your attitude. When you've got a boss in your life, when there's a boss in your life that maybe you don't like their idea. Maybe you think if you were in the big red chair, you'd do a better job. Maybe that's true, but you have the opportunity, like Katrina was saying last week, act with your attitude. Do something like, you know what? I'm going to do this anyway. I'm going to make sure I have a good attitude about it because I'm going to respect them right now. That's what the Bible says, and it's, my life will be better. If I, if I make it easy for them, if I make it easier for the boss, it's only going to make my life better. That's what the Bible's saying. When we challenge authority, when we ignore authority, when we, when we rebel against it, it usually doesn't help us. We don't gain freedom. We don't gain respect. So when we honor the authority in our life, that, that will help us gain points. It's actually better sometimes. So your walkaway point is this. Life is better when you honor the boss. Life is better when you honor the boss. I'm not saying that it's super easy. I'm not saying that you wouldn't make a good boss yourself, but sometimes just it's the reality. I'm trying to help you guys out. The older you get, you're going to always have a boss in your life. You're always going to have somebody who's a boss. But remembering that they've got a boss too, and the ultimate boss is God. And, like, man, if I treat my boss with respect, if I honor my boss, my life will be easier. Like, I just think, like, this helps you guys so much if you can get this down in your life. I, I'm not trying to come down at you. I'm not trying to come at you right now. I think this will help you so much. Life is just better when you honor the boss. It's something that I have found to be true. And sometimes it's really hard work. And, uh, you know, sometimes you have a boss in your life who's not a good boss, who's actually a bad boss. And we'll talk about that next week. What do you do when you have a bad boss in your life? How do you respect them? It can be hard. Um, and we'll talk about it more next week. But that's your walkaway point for today. Life's better when you honor the boss. Sound good? All right, here's what I want you to do. Look at your neighbor and repeat after me. Life's better when you honor the boss. Awesome. All right, let me pray for you guys, and we're going to do small groups, okay? Sound good? Cool, let's pray. God, thank you so much for tonight, Lord. Thank you that you love us, God, and thank you for the truth of your word, Lord. We all have bosses in our life. Some of us know what it's like to be in charge of something else and to be a boss, but some of us maybe just have Siri call us boss on our phone because that's the best we got right now. But God, thank you for your word telling us, God, man, life's better when we honor the boss. It's not always easy to do that, God, but but it, there's such wisdom in it, Lord God. I, if we could get a hold of this now, Lord, how much better our lives would be. So, God, I pray that you would help us to identify the bosses in our life, God. There are some bosses that are really easy to honor. 
Some of them are a lot harder to honor, God, but I pray that you'd help us to identify them and to say something and to do something, to say something respectful, to say something that would show honor and to do something, God. Maybe we don't want to honor them. Maybe it's difficult, but we're going to try to act with our attitude. We're going to try to say, man, I want to honor them because life will be better if, I, if I'm helping them it's just going to be better. So life's better when we honor the boss. Lord, help, help that to sink to our hearts to kind of mean something to us today and help us to live that out, Lord. And it's not easy. We know that you can help us, God, through your Holy Spirit. Be with us the rest of tonight, God, in your name. Amen.